Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how this whole podcast thing works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone. We will take them and we'll hold them to our nape and I'll whisper in their ears the sweet nothings that get you through a day. That's what a podcast is for. Take your brain, put it on the shelf, let my guests and I take the wheel for an hour, get your mind off of stuff, direct your thoughts, so to speak. And listen, I would love for you to make your Instagram story. Tell a friend, let people know. If I'm thanking you right now and you're like, well, you don't really need to thank me, I haven't done shit. Spread the word, sing the song of the J Train podcast. Um, if you were at any of the live You Up shows, I want to thank you. Those were amazing shows. The energy was huge, big, fun. All of the shows have been amazing. So I'm, I just want to thank you if you came to any of the You Up shows. I'm on the road doing more stand-up. I'm going to be in Kansas City, Missouri. I think I'm there this weekend. Holy motherfucking shit. I'll be in Kansas City, Missouri. That felt like I put that in the calendar like a year ago. I'm coming back to Kansas City. Um, I've always had a fun time there. I was there Halloween, I think, last uh, during uh, pandemic times. So come on out, Kansas City, Nashville, Tennessee, Stamford, Connecticut, Raleigh, Lexington, Charlotte. I'm adding dates, Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, or to name a few, um, jaredfree.com. Those dates, once they're posted, I will let you know, but jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Assemble the group chat. Bring out the family. I, I, I called for families to come recently because most of my material right now is about family stuff, and I, I've gotten very sweet and unbelievable um messages about that which is very cool for me i didn't i was just like this is kind of a story i wanted to tell and it's been fun so i want to thank you um we're in youtube land you might notice we're on zoom um if you're out there watching on youtube go check out the youtube page youtube.com slash jared freed very excited about today's guest uh new to the j train universe the jcu hilarious comic carolyn bergier thank you for coming on Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. It's great to have you. Now, you, Carolyn, let me say you're, you have three podcasts. I do. They're all a little bit on pause for one reason or another right now. Okay, but so I had a good, you can still listen to them. Uh, I still think they're, they're great, but one is like a recap podcast for a show that's in between seasons league of their uh, own who well, league of their had, own. Uh, one of the characters on league of their own has been on this show freckles oh yeah yeah yeah. she's great so funny yeah frex frex i call freckles i sound like an 80 year old i sound like an 80 year old woman uh yeah I is maybe you were more intimate terms yeah. <laughs> no frex <laughs> frex is great she's fantastic uh, we gotta have her back now that i think about it but she was on a league of their own i was so excited so it's a netflix show so you were reviewing that show so that's on pause and then you have two yeah. other podcasts one's called diking out and the other's called love's a pitch it seems yeah. as though you've cornered the market in and in, in from my vantage point on fixing up queers, is that the right way to put it? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. I mean, Netflix just came out with the the queer uh, ultimatum show yes. and I, I felt like they were encroaching on my territory a little bit. 
I would say that my stuff is a little bit more uh, fun and lighthearted than like traumatic and like could have people end up in some ward of like some oh. sort. <laughs> I didn't, I, I'm familiar with the Netflix show, uh, but I didn't realize it got so serious. But like that's kind of what those Netflix reality shows try to do. They try to go to this other space of importance like even love is blind will be like the grand experiment and you're like no it's singles that don't see each other that want to know what they look like and that's what I, you know it's like that that it's yeah. not this like no, higher nobody, minded nobody's thing. below an eight nobody's below an eight <laughs> on love's love is blind like the the biggest problem is there's one dude who's maybe five seven right. and then it's like oh will she still be into him it's right not the yet. horror <laughs> so, <laughs> so right now you did so so one is called diking out and the other is yes. called loves a pitch so those are out there and it, they involved queer dating now ex, you gotta explain to me i'm willing i i, I don't know anything so okay. how would you explain the scene so to speak the scene in queer dating, I mean, for for queer like women and non-binary folks, there are there are apps out there. People seem to be frustrated with them. Um, I recently kind of dipped into the apps for the first time because my wife and I opened up our marriage a, a couple years ago. And mm. before that, I was just like back to back married. Like I was married, divorced, and then immediately got married again. So I'd never been on the apps. And have the, you always uh, identified as a lesbian? Always, or you know, yeah. what do they call that? The gold star. Gold star. Some people say that's problematic, and <laughs> Is I say, it? "I'm sorry, I, I, I don't oh, know." No, no, no. <laughs> That's fine because some are like, oh, like gold star, like you think you're better than people who haven't slept with men. And I'm like, of course I do. But that's, <laughs> that's not your problem. Right, right. It's, <laughs> I, I, I guess I, you know, it's funny when something is told to me that's problematic. I go, I'll go down the road of it and I go, oh, I, I guess I get that. Like, I, I understand yeah. where that comes from, where someone's like, oh, so a golden unicorn <laughs> hasn't been besmirched by this gross penis. And then you go, yeah, that is. I guess if we if we said it in that tone, <laughs> then yeah. you're right. I would be offended. <laughs> no, it's just really shorthand to let people know, you know, your history or lack thereof, I guess. Right. Gold star being that you've never been with a man versus. Yeah. The other way, I versus you know, the shroud of darkness that James has been. Star. Yeah. <laughs> right, James Star, <laughs> the star <exactly>. shooting. Right, <laughs> yeah. Nazi Germany had a different star. Well, you won't get into that <laughs> now. So now, listen. Um, so in the queer community, frustration with the apps. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not just that's every community. It seems I don't think anyone's sitting here. Right, right. Happy it's every with community. The apps. <laughs> you know? But there, there's like we have this weird one called Lex, and Lex started Lex. out as yeah, it started out as. Like, like an Instagram account that was um, kind of like classified ads. So just words, no pictures. Mm. And then they turned it into an app. So it's still no pictures on the posts themselves. But if you respond to it, then you can get to someone's picture. But it's like going into oh. a badly organized thrift store because some people are on there just being like, um, you know, I, I need... Um, organic overalls for a farmer's market I'm working at next week. Can anyone help me out? To some people being like, I'm looking for my life partner. To some people just right. complain it. It's just a weird assortment. I'm like, what are people doing here? And who has the energy 
it's, to sort through that. It's truly funny because it's like we're given the tools and then people take the tools and they do what they do with them, you know? Like, right. It, you, and for a lot of these apps, you have to like play the game, so to speak. And, you know, sure. I would assume on Lex, which I've never heard of until just now, um, when they say we want to go into, you, you know, you read someone's bio and I'm sure in the first whatever amount of time on Lex, there was like, oh, we're doing it. You know, like, yeah. you know, people are reading it. They're going, I like this person's words. Let's go to the next step. We got to meet. We got this kind of like different updated version on the blind date where I was walking into somewhere that I felt a little bit safer than just kind of, you know, the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the, the ads, as you said, as you put it. Right, right. And then it gets to a point where someone's like, and then they go, okay, we'll give pictures once you've talked. And now you have this probably an infiltration of people that are like, forget the game. Give me the pictures. You know, like, and you get it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. Things that you, they just change quickly. And it's because the app is like, well, we got to make money. We have investors. Like, and, and they're like, how do we change this to get more people on here? They're like, well, people do like pictures. Now you're back at Tinder. Like, it just brings right. us back <laughs> to the thing we hated the whole time anyways. But you, yeah. you, said, you, you mentioned opening up the marriage how has that been and what amount because that comes up every now and again on this podcast and I always my perspective on this is always that it takes an incredible almost weird amount of communication in a couple to make something like that work and viable and sometimes it gets kind of you know taken over by someone who's using it to their own advantage they're like looking to get out of a relationship and this is a tiptoe out of it and they're not right, doing right. the work that's involved what kind of work did you and your partner have to do to get to this place oh it's it's so much work but it started like the foundation of it was that we're really just i mean it's my second marriage it's her third um mm-hmm. but we're in a place where we feel really great about things and and we have from the start we just we trust each other completely we're very happy we know the other one's it we feel very secure more than we have in any past relationship and because because we got together very quickly after both getting out of relationship, coincidentally, we weren't the reasons why our other marriages mm-hmm, ended. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like kind of, pen- sorry to interrupt. I, mean, I, oh, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt, but I, just to kind of, to my, I'll put my preconceived notions in here. It's, yeah. it, there's kind of like a punchline in comedy, you know, of like, of like lesbians get together really quickly. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So, and so this would kind of back that, you know, that that uh, that stereotype up, you know, in in my For imagination. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happened very quickly. And like the first night that we got together, we were more just talking about our marriages ending and being like, we are never getting married again. I'm like, I don't even want to date anyone. And she's like, I can't wait to date around um, because her ex-wife was the first woman she had ever been with. Uh So she's like, I can't wait to date around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Big shame. And uh, and then that night we we kissed and we were together ever since. And it just <laughs> I never want to get married. I never want to get married. Oh my god! Did we just become married? 
Right. <laughs> it's kind of how it, it was a trick. It's like saying like Beetlejuice three times. Like we, right. we said married too much that night and then it happened. So, uh, you know, when we kind of floated this idea because on, on Diking Out, which was less of a dating podcast, more of like an interview based podcast, but we'd have conversations with a lot of people who were um polyamorous and i was like well this actually kind of makes sense like i'd always been monogamous but then when you hear people who are doing it and doing it right you're like well it it sounds kind of interesting who floats it out do you or is it a mutual float out which i would find hard to believe like someone's gotta start that conversation so I I knew that in her previous uh, relationship, at some point she bought the book that every polyamorous um, person gets. That I'm blanking on the name uh, <laughs> right right now, but but, but it's, like, it's like the book, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Quran. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just she's flipping through the Quran. She's like, this makes sense. We should go to an open marriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I knew she had read that book before. And then so I kind of brought it up of like, like, hey, I know this is something that you'd like thought about in the past and it hasn't really come up in our relationship. But like, can we at least just talk about it? Like, I we don't have to do it. But but like, let's have a conversation to see if it's even on the table. So we both agreed that like, hey, we could maybe do this. Let's like, read these books, listen to these audiobooks, listen to these podcast episodes about it together, have these conversations. So when you said the communication thing, I mean, there had to have been at least like 500 hours of conversation about this before it happened. <laughs> well, th- th- that's uh, it, that's so funny. And it's also like, um, there's got to be something almost hot in having the conversation at all. Like, the fact that you're like exploring this new world together has to be a little bit, oh, yeah. you know, sexy, so to speak. I always say that on like the podcast, like, you know, and, you know, men, especially straight men gloss over this, you know, we're straight to the, you know, the jackhammer, so to speak, you know, like where right, it's right, like right. And, and where these conversations end up being some of the hottest parts of the whole thing is like, oh, you've thought of that? You're you're thinking of this? We've never talked about this. You're going down brain hallways that have never been opened. Right. Like a, a cool thing about it, because it, it definitely has brought us closer together because there's no longer these things that you're like feeling guilty or bad about feeling that are natural feelings. Like if you're attracted mm. to someone you can say it and it's not like the secret you're harboring. You're not afraid of like hurting your partner because right. she understands that it's not because she's not attractive or she's not enough. It's like, no, no, I have the capacity to think two people are attractive Love, at once. And loving so chocolate she. is not, I hate vanilla, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like, so, so when you go into this world, so do you have like a set of rules? Do you, would you, yes. do you feel comfortable sharing? Is there one rule that like maybe would surprise people? Is there one main rule? What because I listen, people listen to this podcast, they go, "What is right. that world?" You know, they're there's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious. You know, not even for wanting to get into it, but like I always bring up this idea because when I have spoken to people in poly relationships, and I, you could always tell when someone's doing seriously versus when someone's like trying to get out of shit like what like ethically non-monogamous is like right such right. a is kind of a hilarious thing to me and i don't doubt that it exists but i do doubt 
Like, I guess when we were in San Francisco, we did a live You Up podcast in San Francisco years back, and it was just starting to be something men were putting on the apps, and you could see the women in the crowd were, like, so annoyed. It's like, ugh, you found a loophole to fuckboyness, and it's like, you know, and it's like you couldn't really say anything because you're in liberal stronghold San Francisco, like, everyone's allowed to have their thing, which they are, but then you go... Do I believe it? You know, like, do I believe that this dude right, in the right. Patagonia vest is like on the <laughs> forefront of sexual adventure or is he putting up a like a hand to like keep me at bay for when things don't work out? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's just got a pocket of get out of jail free cards. <laughs> right. Like, oh, we, we agree to this lifestyle. Well, Not- it said it in the fine print. You know, like. When I told one of my best friends about it, who's she's married to a man, and mm. uh, she was like, do you think that this could work in heterosexual couples? I'm like, I feel like it'd be harder, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel I like it'd know. be Just the way you said, like, you're like, oh, you've talked about it in the past. Like, I just imagine myself bringing up to a girlfriend, like, you mentioned Polly. It'd be like, we're fighting. Like, I get to, like, <laughs> yeah. Paul. And she'd be like, um, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it'd be like anger right away. Yeah. It, it does make you jealous of like the same gender because there's an understanding just innately, I would assume. Right, right. Like when, when I bring it up on stage, sometimes I can tell the crowd can get a little bit tight because uh-huh. I feel like there's always one person in the couple who's thought about it and the other person who's thought like, I will kill you if you ever bring this up. <laughs> right. Like It's like they think if it's contagious. Like if I talk about it, the guy's going to be like, you know, it was interesting what that comic with the pink hair was talking about that polyamory <laughs> stuff. And to be, you know, to, to agree with them a little bit, that does give the entree to a conversation they may have never had before. Uh, like, right, fuck, right. If we, we went to that comedy show and now it's an easier way than like, hey, you want eggs this morning or do you want to fuck other people? You know, like yeah. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what- Whenever people ask about it, I'm like, look, there, it, it's definitely a trade-off, right? It's like mm. for for every person that I sleep with who isn't my wife, it's like a good 60 hours of conversation. And people are like, then, then why do you do it? It's like, well, it used to be 100 hours and we've whittled it down to 60. <laughs> soon, soon we'll get it to type five. Uh, no, but but it is, it's a lot of rules. Um, things like, you know, no sleeping over at somebody else's place. Um, rules on like how often we see people. So we're very casually the casual about the way we interact with other women. Um, so it's like, no seeing the same person um every single week it's like see them every other week or else you might develop feelings it could get complicated but sometimes we date people together and that's when that's like a different set of rules and that's when we're more like polyamorous like that's when emotions can get more involved interesting now i i guess so so i guess that's my question is like when it's you with one other person, th- you're yeah. admitting to this is a carnal itch that I'm scratching. Is that kind of what it is? And I don't. I hope those words aren't <laughs> demeaning in any way because I don't mean them that way. No, I like because no. it's like it, you know when it's on your own, is it purely sexual? And you're like, this is just something that kind of gets me to a place with a different person, or is it because the emotional part? you know what's the you know when you're with your partner and you're with someone else i can understand us three have this chemistry we're like a group and 
that's where we can discuss emotions and all three of us are here. So it feels more comfortable. It's, I wouldn't say it's like purely carnal and just about sex for me. Mm. Like I like it to be with people who I enjoy talking to. I enjoy grabbing dinner with a drink with, I think they're interesting. I find their personality attractive as well as their physicality. Sometimes it's just like you're out having fun and it's nice to be free. And if you want to make out with somebody, you know, have fun. It doesn't mean anything. Have a good night with that. Um, but for the people that we've seen consistently, it could just be like, hey, there's something that I might want to explore with this other person to just get a new a new experience. I, you know, it's funny because I'm, of course, everyone thinks of themselves when they hear, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you right now. And I'm like, I've had that with, I've gone on dates with women. And it's like, and I guess you kind of, you get, locked into societal things because there are, I've been dates where I've gone on with women. I'm like, I'm, this is fun. Great. Per-. Again, carnal. I get you're right. It takes to, that to, again, I don't like liking chocolate is not, I hate, you know, vanilla. So like, right. when I say it's sexual, it doesn't mean I hate this person and I just want to fuck them. You know, it's like, right, it's right, like, right. I would only want to fuck someone I like, you know, as yeah. a person. So personally, I, I, I guess I can't speak for everybody else, but you go, I've been on dates with someone where I'm like, I'm so attracted. I think they're great. They're so much fun. I don't see a future beyond a year from now. Yes. And that's hard, I think, as a guy to a straight female. because, I, And I, I was thinking as you're talking about this, because I'm like, it would seem like I'm turning them down or cutting it off before that. And they go, well, why couldn't you see if Do you know what I mean? And maybe they feel the right. same way about me. But, uh, you know, I think, I don't know, it would be hard for me to say that to someone, even though it was genuine and felt isn't mean, you know? Right, right. I mean, that's kind of what I seek out, I guess, when I meet someone, I think like, oh, maybe this could be like a friends with benefit situation. It's usually somebody that if I were single, I probably wouldn't be in a serious relationship with them for one Mm. reason or another. Like, it just wouldn't add up that way but we can be friends and then be more than friends at, at times and have fun and and a lot of times like the the physical part it has an expiration date but there are people who i'm friends with now mm. um who i became friends with through hooking up with them and now they're like great friends of mine and that's also it, been like kind of a unexpected thing it's so interesting because i'm sitting here listening and i i agree with where it all comes from you know like yeah. the idea of it it's just that communication thing. It's so hard yeah. to get through that. And I no, it's I listen, I, I'm very interested just and I I'm so happy you're here. I, I'm so happy <laughs> to have your perspective. We have so many emails to get to. I want to make sure right, we get to the emails. Right. I want everyone to go follow Carolyn Bergier on Instagram, TGI Carolyn. Go follow right now. TikTok too, TGI Carolyn. All yep, over yep, the board. The TGI Carolyn, TGI Carolyn. Everyone go follow. And also, you just did a show where you did naked stand-up. It got covered by the New York Times. What yes. makes you... And who... I guess I... So naked stand-up shows, I am familiar with them existing. Okay? Right. They've been, they've been done. Around. They've been around. Mm-hmm. I always... Who comes? Not... <laughs> like, who attends? You know, like... <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the biggest concern? Or is there security? Sure. 
what do you so yeah. when you did this were you concerned about who would attend such a show so that was my one like being apprehensive about doing it part of me was like you know are there going to be creeps there or whatever but it's like you know somebody can be a, a creep to you whether you're naked or not and sure. at the at the end of the day you know, I knew people who have done those shows before and they're still alive and they don't seem traumatized <laughs> by it. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll like get over this fear because I'm not like a comfortable <laughs> naked person. Like my friend, none of my friends have seen me naked. Mm. Um, I change like in the corner of a locker room, but I just I decided to do it. This show is a little bit different than other naked shows in that the first two rows are um, clothing optional. And I didn't know Ooh, that when I agreed to it. Partake in the but- fun. Yeah, yeah. So there are nudists who like to go. There's like a lot of people who are nudists and there Amazing. aren't that many places in public where they can be naked. So the idea that they can attend a comedy show and be naked to them, like those are the there are regulars who go to like every single show because this is like the one comedy show yeah. that they can be be naked at. Um other people are people are they're just curious. It seems like a fun idea, a different thing. There are a lot of like dates, couples there. Um my exes, you know, <laughs> people I hooked up with. <laughs> I mean, they let me know, but I was like, right. yeah, you know, get nostalgic, why not? <laughs> That's so amazing. I love that you were like um you were like you, you know, I've no one else got you know, hurt or whatever in the past, I could hear like a mother being like, you know, if your friends did stand up naked, so you would do right. it too, you know, that type of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> where Where is the show? And do you do it? Have you done it often? Do you do it often? So the, the time that I got written up in the times was my first time doing it. And that was yeah. a big reason why I decided to do it was the producer let me know that the times was going to be there, but I didn't expect the feature to be as, as big as it was. I didn't know mm. I'd be the lead image. So that brought like a lot Amazing. of, a lot of really cool opportunities. Um, so some with like nudist communities that think I'm like one of them and I'm like, well, no, <laughs> now you're on the circuit. Like this is like, right, getting, right, right. you know, getting in the, you know, the Jewish times. They're like, Oh, we have a new Jewish comedian. <laughs> we can book it. You know, now the nudist communities are like, get on tour. You're yeah, going- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'm like, how much are you paying? But, um, so I, I did it for the second time, uh, this past weekend, um, just because I wanted to try out some some new material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a fun, you know, it's a paying gig in comedy and this economy, I'll take it. Um, it's at Hacienda, which is a sex club in Brooklyn. So usually Amazing. they're hosting sex parties, which I, again, I didn't know this going into it until I was in the green room. And it's just like carts full of lube and condoms, um, just tons of cleaning supplies, a stack of mattresses, things to like handcuff yourself to while you get railed, like just the most interesting of green rooms. <laughs> right. This is, uh, it's Disney like where do you put World. your bag down? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pumped to have you here. Go check Check out Carolyn, Carolyn Bergier on Instagram, TGI Carolyn. Go follow. Let's get into the emails. You ready? So ready. Let's do it. Before we get started, let's be real. A woman won't tell you that you smell bad. She'll just stop replying to your DMs. Lumi, the world's first whole body deodorant, keeps you smelling great for 72 hours so you can shoot your shot and actually score. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is pH balanced for below the belt use and is aluminum, baking soda, and paraben free. 
I use it. I use Lumi every day. I have the toasted coconut. It smells actually the word delicious is what I'm going to use. It smells delicious. I put it on after the shower. It feels good. I just want to eat it, which is kind of weird, but it's also great. Um, I It works. I know that's a big thing with people that when they when you hear no aluminum, no baking soda, no, no paraben, paraben free. It works. I'm using it now. I haven't gotten any complaints on my smell. I'm happy with it. You're going to love it too. And they also have different versions because whether it's your pits, feet, or privates that need some refreshing, Lumi has you covered. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes. I've used the body wash. It's great. And free shipping. As a special offers for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code JTRAIN5 at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com. Use code JTRAIN5, LumiDeodorant.com, code JTRAIN5 for $5 off your Lumi starter pack. So go check that out. We're here with Carolyn. Carolyn Bergier, very excited to have you here. TGI Carolyn, let's get to the emails. You ready? I'm ready. Ugly restaurant choice. I love this email, by the way. JTRAIN, just started dating around a ton. I'm having so much fun. My issue is... I'm in a smaller city where there are still plenty of lame restaurants and bars around. Pubs full of middle-aged dudes, Olive Garden-esque five-pound uh, bags, five pounds of bad... <laughs> Olive Garden-esque five pounds of bad chicken parm, kids' menu available, etc. So they got some, some, some bad restaurants in the area. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of sexy and hip places too. So when I'm talking to a guy on a dating app and he offers one of these lame spots, I already know we probably don't wouldn't be a good match. My question is, how do I decline someone I've already told I'm free for dinner or drinks once I realize they have different going out establishment taste as me? I want to date fellow snobs like myself. Thanks. What do we think? What would you do? You know, this is actually a tough one because my my gut reaction was just say you want to eat somewhere else. Just say you don't right. just say you don't like that place. But also, I'm like mostly a conflict avoidant person and I don't mm. want to yuck someone's yum. So if somebody, you know, maybe maybe the chicken parm is bad, but the but the breadsticks are out of this world, you know. I'm willing to right. try something once. It, like suck it up go go once and then the next date maybe you can make some suggestions uh <laughs> you know i'm with you you know it is funny like the initial reaction to this is someone brings up a horrible olive garden-esque place right and you're like fuck that person your immediate right. is is aggression which is mm-hmm. human totally human and it's also yeah. the it's the problem and what's so good about the dating apps. The dating apps let you see the road in front of you. They let you make sure everything's comfy, cozy, and you get the experience you want. You get to look at their menu that they've made, uh, the person's menu. You can look at a person and go, wow, they... They they they're in pictures with friends and they dress the way I like and they 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 do the activities I like and look at they like the same TV shows as me and they and you could see that they you know uh, they're they have no kids or they want a relationship you could see all this menu of stuff and you go you go towards that beacon 
And then we get so used to having all of the information that when we see one thing that makes us uncomfortable, we go, get the (laughs) fuck out of my face. (laughs) Because this person, here's the thing. I agree with them. I don't want to go to the lame restaurant. I would assume that someone who chooses the lame restaurant, we are two different species. I would assume that. It can be a little insulting too. Like you don't think I'm better than this like, local yokel place that you know kids eat free on tuesday yeah why (laughs) right and and you know i i think we have to agreed totally agree first because why did you choose coffee versus drinks why did you choose friday versus monday all of these things get you down the road of negativity that like you have to try and get beyond because i do think For me, I think this person needs to look in the mirror first. If you're having nice conversations over the app and then it gets to a point where you're like, this person's pretty great. And they go, let's go to Olive Garden. I think you got to go to Olive Garden. You know, if everything that led you to Olive Garden was a go and then the red flag is, ah, listen, maybe you, because but if you're not talking to them at all, if you're spending, if you're on the app and you're like, hey, how was your weekend? They're like, your, mine was good. How was yours? And you're like, good. And they're like, what are you doing Friday? And you're like, nothing. And they're like, let's go to Olive Garden. You haven't done a vetting process. You, you, you yes. It's more than the restaurant. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Agree. And I hate that this question put me in this position, but I'm going to defend the men here and mm. say that app, apps are a numbers game. Uh, so... <clears throat> taking people out to the nice place on the first date that it's high risk, right? right? Like I, I do know guys who have spent so much money and I know like the feminist in me should be like, so what they should be spending the money, but like having, <laughs> having just gotten like a little preview uh, of what the app world is like, it's a lot and that could add up and a lot of people are crazy and a lot of these first I, dates are terrible. I hear stories on on both ends like no matter what your gender is, you could have these really horrible first dates and nobody wants to pay a ton of money for a first time. So so maybe they're picking something, you know, that's not going to break the bank and then once you prove yourself not to be somebody who's going to like I don't know, like break down in tears like in the <laughs> middle of the meal about your ex-boyfriend or something like that, uh then then the second day they could be taking you to to the ritzy you know right reinfusion spot i don't know i guess you know it's funny because like my brain didn't go in the direction of like cheap or expensive it's like like i i kind of like i understand i totally agree with what you're saying like listen we're just getting drinks we're just getting drinks is really what every first date should be from a dating app we're just doing drinks we're doing it one drink we're gonna go see if this is a match in person as much the, the the and now I'm falling back half back into a point here because <laughs> this should be your mantra. We need to see if the in person in person feeling is as good as the online feeling. If yeah. you got no feeling online, then you shouldn't be going in person. Yes. Now now if you have enough of a feeling online to go in person, and then they go, hey, let's go to chipotle and get sodas i think you're still in for chipotle and sodas like because you want to see if the online that felt good 
is yeah. as good in person. If you didn't feel good enough online, then yeah, maybe this offer for, you know, you know, Outback is a no. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you go and you go, eh. But I do understand what I was kind of good to before when you go, if this person chooses Outback and I choose the cool, funky cocktail bar, how much could we have in common? You know, yeah. I think that's what this person might be doing too. And I've done that where I even go, what could we have in common if you live in Hoboken and I live in the city? Like there's an element of that and you go and you're being judgy and you're being judgmental, but you're like, wait a minute, we just had a three day conversation over text. That's more than I have with some of my friends. So you kind of have to trust that to get beyond right. your snobbiness, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. My wife's favorite TV show is everybody loves Raymond. There you uh, go. To me, that's like the outback of TV shows. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. If you're really right. hungry and it, it's going to be, there's enough butter on it that it's going to taste good. Uh, <laughs> but I'm into <laughs> prestige TV. Sure. Um, had I written my wife off on something like that. You might think like, Oh, what could they have in common? If her favorite show is everybody loves Raymond and mine is the comeback. Like, right. Well, that's, a, that's a great point. That's the whole point yeah. here is like, Hey, listen, let's trust the good feeling we had to get beyond exactly. this. Maybe red flag. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Carolyn Bergier. Go follow TGI Carolyn. Go follow right now. Single, no kids. Dear J Train, thanks for all your dating advice. I've been a listener throughout being single in relationships. I'm a 33 year old female, newly out of a one and a half year relationship, getting back in the dating pool. I consider myself a catch, pretty, funny, smart, have no issues getting dates. But I come with one piece of baggage. I can't have kids. I kept growing tumors on my ovaries, so I had to get my ovaries removed. For a long time, I had one ovary, so I had a low chance of getting pregnant, but now I have 0% chance of having kids. I am on estrogen, so I still have the hormone levels of a 30-year-old. I want a serious relationship, so this is important to address up front. I have had relationships and I've had relationships end because the guy wants kids, which is way worse. So I found it's easier to get out of the way earlier rather than later. It is very normal for guys to not want a relationship with me because of it. I feel like a lot of men my age are looking to settle down and have kids. I phrase it as, I have a medical condition that makes it so I cannot have kids. I love kids, would love to adopt or foster, but cannot have my own. Usually on the first date, but earlier if they ask about or mention wanting kids while texting and... Oh, they bring it up usually on the first date, but earlier if they ask about want, uh, or mention wanting kids while texting. And I have a no hard feelings approach to anyone who wants a traditional family and we just stop talking. Honestly, it's getting to be an emotional burden that I've been hating. On dating apps, I have tried filtering out any guys who put that they do that they want kids, but will still match with guys who are undecided. I don't want to put on my profile that I don't want kids because I'd be happy to be a stepmom or have kids via a non-traditional route. Do you have any advice on how to make this easier? Thanks for your advice, not your baby mama. What do you think, Carolyn? Ah. <sighs> Just, just a big sigh for her. That, that sounds exhausting. Sucks. Um, yeah. I mean, 
how does it get easier with having to to tell the guy this all sounds very foreign to me because uh, i guess maybe it's like living in new york that my friends don't have this problem of meeting guys who are ready to settle down and have kids okay <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm like maybe like do you do you go after like older men who maybe are kind of past that let like go go for the um you know one divorce under the belt type of guys who who have their kid like stepmom goals maybe maybe it just right well your you dating don't... pool a little bit so that it's not as much so you're not just like bringing in the these really these guys who are looking to put their seed in someone and you know see themselves in in their child and that's like super important to them right i i it is this is an interesting problem because she is up for having kids. Right. Like, that's the crazy, you know, crazy, I guess is the wrong word. I That is the interesting issue here because I, I and also what sucks, what, what, in my opinion, what seems to stink is having to relive this thing every single time when you're on a fun yeah. dating app. Like that's the part yeah. where I'm like, oh, I feel for her because you go, Every time you have to go into this like very heavy conversation about tumors and ovaries removed and don't worry, I have the hormones that I'm taking. Like it's just a lot right, right off the bat with every single person you meet. And I actually and I know they want to get it out of the way, but like it's strange to me as it is to you. And you you the way you said it, like I think we're on the same page of like putting your seed into someone like I think if you like like someone, you deal with that stuff in the way you would deal with it together. Like, I, I think she's maybe getting into it too soon. Like, I it, think it's, so too. I you yeah, know what I, I mean? agree. I agree because I think that people's feelings around children, like for some people, it's very fixed. There are some people who just like have strong feelings and they've always known i i've been all over the place on mm. kids i went from thinking i wanted to have like six kids at one point in my life to now being like actually i'm not having any kids and i've gone through ivf and i've had like fertility uh issues mm. and, and all of that and, and i used to ask people i was dating like what's your stance on kids and that was really important um but it it can change and if you're talking about it on like the first or second date that other person might not realize it can change and that might be you know it that could just be like a fear-based reaction to be like oh totally. oh no because there's like surrogacy like maybe they would be open to adoption like i i know a lot of couples who have adopted or fostered and then adopted or used a surrogate and have dealt with infertility um together but the the most important thing is the bond you have with that other person so while i'm sure you don't want to like have this great beautiful relationship fall in love and then have the kids thing come up like six months in and then have the person jet but i think that's a lot less likely if you give it if they, give that person if, time to connect with you and and like maybe see a life with you that has some flexibility. Totally. And the idea if to me if someone jet because of that information, they just didn't they weren't there for it. Like I yeah. think it's a good excuse. It's a great right. You know, breaking you know, the glass that you break in case of emergency and that's when people are asked right. for answers in a breakup, they go they go for the easiest option. The easiest option is, well, I want to have my own kids. 
which is like right. even which is actually like really mean but at the same time it is <laughs> the easiest way out so yes. you're I, I it, it's it's interesting like you have to understand that if someone would like if I was in a five-year relationship with someone I was like well I've been thinking about it I, I want my own seed to live on so to speak like I, I I that wouldn't ring true to me it just I I would be like no you just don't want to be in this relationship which is fine but that's harder to say I would yeah. also say what you said in the beginning the fear-based totally I totally understand that because when you say right off the bat hey um nice to meet you um, both of my ovaries were removed and I just want to make sure you're up for kids in maybe a non-traditional way. It kind of changes the levi- the play, the playing field a little bit. Like it makes you in the, will you choose me? And it makes them kind of like the chooser and you the one to be swiped away. And I don't think that yeah. kind of works in this scenario. Like yeah. it actually sets you up for like, it does, it sets you up with like please choose me and I I don't know I'm I'm saying that wrong I I like I guess like I think when you do that you're putting the other person in like well I'm the one that you have to deal with and you're this better candidate than me which is not the case like I think you've right. set up a you've set up a scenario where the and I don't blame the other person for being like whoa whoa I I don't know I can't answer that I'd rather go for the next option on Tinder. Because right. it won't have these serious conversations. I don't even know if I like you. And here, that's the whole point. She doesn't even know if she likes them yet. So Bingo. I think that's the biggest part is like, there's certain information and listen, they, they're going through this. I, it's easier said than done. Sometimes there's stuff that people have to earn. And I think when people don't earn it, they go, they, they're frivolous with it. And so these people that you're dealing with are frivolous with, the information that is very important to you and very serious. And they go, Oh, I'll go to the next person that I don't know yet either. And I'll, let me shake up the chessboard and I'll play again, you know? So I kind of understand their side and I understand your side of being like, well, I don't want to be skipped out on at the last second, but I think we talked about that earlier. You know, it's not going to be that. Yeah. And, and and I agree with her. Like, don't, put it on the apps like because you are open to, right. to having kids and it sounds like you're also open to not having kids just just don't put it on the apps like don't give them a reason it's the same reason i don't put i'm a capricorn on an app i don't want someone to dismiss me because of something that like really isn't an issue but somebody could use it as some dumb excuse just to move on to the next person right i i mean to me this is like parent meeting level conversations and maybe yeah. that's late you know but it is a serious like hey you know, have you thought about kids? Yeah, I'd like to have a kids. Okay, good to know. Well, okay, now we're a couple months in. You know, I should really let you know this. If I really like you, so this is important to me. You know, so I think they're if you get it later, I think they're going to have a better, they got to earn it. You got to want to tell someone, not have to tell someone. Mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Carolyn Bergier. Go follow TGI Carolyn. Go, go, go. Making friends in a new city as a guy. Okay. 
Jared, my problem is pretty straightforward. I'm moving across the country to a new city, and I literally have no idea how to make new friends. It has been causing me a tremendous amount of anxiety. For context, I'm a 27-year-old man. I work fully remote in tech. Currently live in a big city, which I grew up in, uh, so all my friends and family are here. I have decided to move to get a fresh start on life. Additional backstory. When I graduated from college, I moved to New York. Had a terribly hard time making new friends. I tried the whole rec sports league thing, but it just didn't work out. Everyone in my group was pretty weird. As for this new upcoming move, I do have family there, and I'm very close with them. I can use their network to make friends, but I also want to build a life of my own and not reply on the, uh, rely on their friendships to be my friends. How should I make new friends? Bumble BFF? This seems weird to me as I only know females use that. I could you try the sports leagues again or maybe Facebook groups or activities. I feel stuck. Any advice would help. Carolyn, what do you think? My first thing I was going to say, but then he brought it up, was sports rec leagues. Right, right. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe maybe in New York, it's a little bit hard, but I feel like in other cities, like don't dismiss it because it was weird in New York. New York right. they, is like an exception, like things are just a little different there. Right. But in other cities, I lived in Atlanta before I moved to New York and I did some rec league sports and I had a lot of guy friends who had just moved to Atlanta to start a PhD program uh, and they were looking to make friends. and. A lot of them made them through through rec leagues, uh, trivia nights. I yeah. started a new sport this year um, outside of the city, upstate. I've uh, taken up curling. Okay. And let me tell you, it's so social. Like, it's one of the Love most it. social sports. Um, like, drinking beer is, like, part of the game. It's very uh, – you just meet all these people you, you wouldn't normally meet, and uh, it – I'm just making so many friends. I don't know. I feel your, that that's the way to go. Your advice is in the same kind of land that I was. My my, I think you're right. Rec league, but more importantly, in addition to what you're saying about the rec league, let's live in the land of yes. Mm -hmm. They can't, this whole email is all this didn't work. That didn't work. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do this. Don't want to do that. Well, yes. Listen, buddy, you're moving to the new town. You're the new guy. You don't have the luxury yeah. of no. You don't have the luxury of strong opinions yet. You have to come in and you have to hat in hand. You're the new guy in town. And you got to say a lot of yes, which means you're going to have some failures. There's going to be awkward moments. It's going to stink. But you even said, I'm there to start a fresh start. Fresh start isn't, you know, uh, but I won't do this, this or that. <laughs> Right? <laughs> right, right. This so, didn't work before, so I'm never going to try it again. Yeah. Right. But even you just brought up a new sport that they can try curling, Google curling in whatever area they're in. They're going to find something. Here's the thing. Live in the land. Yes. Bumble BFF. Yeah. I would assume the same thing. I'm a human who's a negative person as well. I There was a woman I met at the bar the other day. She brought a Bumble BFF and I was like, who the fuck would make what? You know, like a uh, nerd. Like my 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 inner asshole bully literally yelled nerd okay i'm the dick i'm wrong they tried and it worked you know yeah. trying is not a bad thing so i would say to this person and then something i also like live in the land of yes do the rec league do the things that kind of were bad before do them they gotta reach out to their family and friends you got to let people know, here's where I'm moving. Does anyone know someone? You got to get, and I'm not, you know, the again, they live in the land and know their assumptions are, they even wrote this. 
I do have family there and I'm very close with them. I can use their network to make friends, but I also don't want to build, also want to build a life of my own and not rely on their friends to be my friends. Who, who says that's what's going to happen? You right. might meet their friends and they might not like you. You might not like them. You might meet their friends and then their friends introduce you to their friends and now you're three degrees away and that's how you got to the people that you hang out with. Like, again, this person's penchant for no's is hurting them. It's gonna be why it doesn't work out. They need to live in the land of yes. They gotta go reach out to friends and family. You gotta get to the third outer rim of the friends. And you got to say, because again, their biggest issue is they work remote in tech. Like you're inside, you're an indoor cat. You're not even going to an office. Like that's a whole, and here's the thing with anything. Diversification. When you diversify, you're not pressing as hard. Because what happens in this Okay, if you if this person was like, I'm only doing rec leagues, they're not going to be their full self because they're going to be like, if this doesn't work out, I got nothing else. I got no friends and I'm alone again. So yeah. diversification is key because now if the rec league doesn't work out, eh, didn't work out. I got my family friends and I'm going to go out with them for drinks tonight. You need to diversify. Do as many rec leagues as you can. Do as many family and friends as you can. Reach out to as many college friends. Hey, put up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever TikTok, moving a hair. Anyone knows some people and someone's going to go, I actually went to college with someone. I see them on Instagram every day. I haven't talked to them in years, but they're there. They're going to say that to yeah. you. I, diversification is key. I also think lead with um, like leaning into your own interests because don't just do like ultimate Frisbee, but you hate playing Frisbee because then you're going to be with people that you might right. not have as much in common with. <laughs> right. but, but if you if you love read it, reading, join a book club. If you love dogs, like bring your dog to, to a dog park and meet other dog lovers. Like th- that's how you find people with similar interests. And also, I will say. Don't be afraid to straight up ask someone if they want to be your friend. And this is something I do. And I always feel like such a dork when I do it. But there are some people I meet who right away, I just love their energy. I think they're funny. I think they'd be fun to hang around. And I say to them, I think you're great. And you know what? I would love to be your friend. Can we hang out some other time and be direct? People love to hear that. Nobody's going to be like, right. ew, gross, desperate. You know, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, it, I could use more friends. <laughs> it's so funny. And like the straight male community, which we don't really call ourselves a community very often. That is unheard of. And I do think <laughs> um, if I had someone say that to me, what am I going to say? No, fuck off. I'm going to say, well, wow. Holy, I, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've never really... Thought, you know, I think it's going to shock people into vulnerability, not yeah. into anger, you know, not into like, yeah. so I think it's a great way to go. I, I totally agree. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Carolyn Bergier. Go follow TGI Carolyn. I, I want to go over this one. We might have time for just this one is the last one. Are you ready? Looking for a ruling on a questionable text. Okay. My friend was set up with a guy through a date this guy Facebook group. I don't know what that is. Have you heard of this? 
I mean, I imagine that people are just submitting their friends or maybe exes and being like, this person isn't someone I would date, but I think they're great. So you should date this person. So it's like it's people vouching for other people. Right. I I guess I we're we're on the same page as far as the the assumption is concerned. I just Google date this guy Facebook group and it's all of them come up as are we dating the same guy Facebook groups, which I've heard of before. That's a different thing. So oh, that sounds this toxic. is yeah the, 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 right then it has gone down the road of toxicity, but I agree with you. It's got to be. I know this guy. You should date this guy, and I guess yeah. it's a whole group that I guess gets big, and then people message the person. So I'll read the email. My friend was set up by my friend was set up with a guy through a date. This guy Facebook group. She's thirty seven. He's thirty four. They chatted over text over the course of an afternoon and evening, and the next morning he texted her the message in question. What do you and your guests think about this cuddling question? Okay. I'll read the text. You ready? He writes, hey, good morning. She writes, oh, hey, how was the rest of your night out? He writes, it was a fun time. Ended up being the jukebox DJ for the night, which is always my specialty. How's your morning going? Oh, big question. Are you a morning cuddler? Eh, I don't know about that one. Um, (laughs) As the writer of this email, I admit my bias that I think it's weird and sexual and too soon based on how they'd been texting. He went on to argue that it's not sexual. So she did question him on it. Follow up. If you think he was out of bounds since she was just, she was set up over Facebook. Is there any reason to let this friend, uh, to let his friend who's trying to set him up know that he asked someone this before ever asking her for drinks. So what do you think about this, uh, this text? How do you feel about it? I feel like this guy wants to take the conversation to, to places it, it shouldn't go. And that's him testing the the waters but i think that's a weird question to ask before you meet some like to me that's an immediate like shut it down like next thing you're, you're gonna be like what do you sleep in pajamas or do you sleep naked you know right like, you know i agree with you and it's all in the nuance of it you know they're right if it listen there is a way are you a big more are you a morning cuddler could work to go Black and white on this would be unfair to the question, are you a morning cuddler? If they were like, I'm in bed and I'm hugging my body pillow. And then they were like, are you a morning cuddler? Because I'm the biggest cuddle cuddle bunny in the world. You go, that made sense in the conversation. Based on what we have here, it makes no sense. I can only assume what you're assuming is that they are trying to leapfrog from right from let's make a date convo to i gotta make sure you're willing to get naked with me conversation before a date is even made yeah you know what so i i think this is a red flag i would be like where did this come from i got a text from someone i was messaging with someone i met over an app and then we moved to texting And they did kind of open the door for me to go in a sexual direction. They were something about lap sitting that was brought up. And I, I saw the, I saw them pointing towards fun lap sitting conversation. And I go, it's not for me. 
I, I, yeah. I, I, I went in another direction. It's not that... I just was like, this is too soon for me. I'm not trying to be a hero here. I'm not trying to sound like a better guy. I just was like, you know, they have my Instagram. I'm not going to be... Oh, lapsiting guy. I just wasn't ready for that. I don't trust them. We met on an app. I just don't know. And again, I'm not against the lapsiting conversation. It just felt too soon for me. So then I answered otherwise. And then they called me out. And they were like, I was hoping for a different response. You know, they, they, I'm, not, I'm not saying this completely how it went. Like I, I'm misremembering. But I remember getting called out. And I was like, oh, that's kind of shitty. I was like, because it yeah. felt like I was being kind of called out for being less of a man, so to speak. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you know what? And I backed away. And it wasn't because I didn't want to be sexual with someone, you know? It wasn't because right. I didn't think that could happen in the future or that I wasn't attracted to them. It was just like the way the conversation went. I was like, oh, and then you called me. Like, obviously, I was being as fun as I could be while yeah. also avoiding going down the leapfrog to sexual conversation, which again on dating apps, you hear all this stuff, especially from my end, you hear about uh, this guy, you know, are you a morning cuddler? What a creep. I'm trying to not be creepy. And again, I'm right. trying from my end to like suss this person out. Can I trust them too? So it is interesting. It does happen on the other side. Like someone will go, I wanted it to go that way. And then, get you know kind of shame me for not going that way and then i'm like ugh, i'm out so yeah it's funny that because i'm reading this and i'm having like flashbacks to that and it's like i was on the other side being told to do that and i still wasn't in and it's okay it's just not a match we're not on the same page right right i i think like you said context is so important having not met yet and you know Famously, men will send uh, very creepy messages to women that get like too sexual, too fast, like right. on the apps before a date. But that's almost to me feels better because then you can like write that person off right away. If this right. person has been like really normal and then they have something that that kind of pings your red flag, then you're like, damn it. <laughs> now now I don't know if you're a creep or not. Now you're making me feel like I'm being too judgy. Like it, it right. almost puts you in this uncomfortable gray zone. Then it's like, just wait to ask about the, the cuddling. <laughs> like, right. We, there's a, there's a PEMDAS here. There's an order of yeah, operations. Yeah. <laughs> we could have we gone, you know, like you ruined it. You know, uh, yeah. you took a chance. He has to also own that he took a chance. Like the idea that he's like, right. it's not, they, she writes in the email that he claimed it wasn't sexual. That's fine. That can be his claim. But you also have to understand you, you did take this in a different direction. Whether you, it didn't work. It, it made yeah. me kind of like, back it off and maybe there's redemption they might have still gone out i don't know but i would say hey listen or just stop texting because you guys haven't even met yet i'd be but i i'm with the person it does and i'm with you as well it does feel like it was like out of left field and they're trying to do something or get this going in a way to make sure that a date will be a fruitful occasion that's yeah. To take it out even further, Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Carolyn, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, everyone go follow Carolyn Bergier. Uh, she's on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, TGI Carolyn. 
the the Diking Out podcast, the Love is a Loves a Pitch podcast, League of Their Own Pod. They're all out there. Go go to Carolyn's shows. Hilarious comic. Go follow. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.